This is Indie Business Podcast, Episode 50. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I am your host, mentor, and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at Indie Business Network and the lead trainer at Indie Business University. My goal is to help you build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. On this episode, I will introduce you to Megan Sencock of Wildly Natural in Bennington, Kansas. Megan makes mineral makeup, especially brightly colored eyeshadows, and sells them almost exclusively online. She's a great example of someone who lives in a teeny tiny town in the heart of America who has leveraged the internet to make a living. Now, as you'll hear, Megan started her business almost by accident, as so many makers do, and she now works full-time in her business. In this episode, she shares some of her approaches to using social media Instagram in particular, to build her brand and how she uses a favorite website plugin to get more testimonials about her products at her website. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 50. I can't wait to introduce you to Megan Sincock of Wildly Natural in Bennington, Kansas. But first, this episode is brought to you by the Indie Business Network, the online entrepreneurial mentoring and coaching network helping makers and creative entrepreneurs launch, manage, and grow a sustainable and profitable business. You can find out more today and join at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. And now, let's welcome Megan Sincock of Wildly Natural in Bennington, Kansas. Megan Sencock from Wildly Natural. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Where are you speaking to us from? I am at my house in Kansas. Okay, wow, Kansas. So it's so amazing that we get to talk to each other from this long distance. And I feel like I feel like, like you're right in the same room with me because technology is so great these days. But I'm so excited to have you here on the Indie Business Podcast. Now, your company specializes in mineral makeup, and you have an interesting story about how you started your business. Tell us a little bit about that, Megan. Sure. Well, I've, I've always been interested in makeup. Um, in high school, I convinced my mom to sell Mary Kay so that, in my mind, I could have an unlimited supply of makeup. <laughs> Um, and then after high school, I went to Kansas City for college. Um, I was working at Steve Madden and a coworker. Um, I had been talking to a coworker, and I told her that I love doing makeup. Um, and she said, well, why don't you go to aesthetic school? And um, never heard of it. So I went home that night, uh, looked it up, and thought it sounded really interesting. Uh, at the same time, I was kind of learning how sensitive my skin really was. And I'd always dealt with breakouts in high school and just assumed that it was because of my age. You know, everybody kind of goes through that stage. Um, and I had tried a mineral foundation and noticed that my skin wasn't breaking out as much as it had been. Um, so I was also kind of interested in the skincare side of aesthetics, um, which in aesthetic school you do facials, waxing, makeup, uh, that kind of thing. And so I decided to enroll in school. Um, and I loved it. 
and then after I had finished school, we moved to Denver. My boyfriend had gotten a job out there, um, <clears throat> and that was in 2008, so the economy wasn't really doing very well. Um, I couldn't find uh, a job as an esthetician out there. Um, and then after about a year, we moved back. I got a full-time office job and decided to do some freelance makeup on the side. Um, I was looking at makeup lines to use on clients, and I came across one that was handmade. Um, I had no idea that you could make your own makeup, so I started researching it. I was really intrigued by all of it. Um, when I got a, a bonus for my job, I bought a bunch of supplies to make my own makeup and spent some time working on different formulas, used my friends and family as guinea pigs, and then um, when I was happy with products, I started a website. I love that. There's so many elements to that story that appealed to me, and, and I know our listeners as well. I know for me, I learned how to make soap by accident too. Like I was buying soap and it said handmade and I went, oh my gosh, that must mean I could make soap. That's yeah. how this whole thing started. I think it's so interesting that you moved to a place like Denver where dry skin must reign supreme and you couldn't get a job as an esthetician. Yeah, it was, yeah, I guess during rough times, people don't have $60 to spend on a facial, I guess. That's right. Just right. Just let the skin just do what it wants. But here's what, yep. here's what's so great is that you got a job, obviously, because you had to eat. But once you mm -hmm. found out that you could make something that you could sell, you didn't let the fact that the economy had tanked stop you. Like, what was going through your mind? Why did you think that you could build a business in an economy where a lot of people were, like, closing their businesses? Um, well, I think the fact that you can sell online is a, is a great thing. There's not nearly as much of an investment than if you were to start a retail store, so it makes it a little more feasible to do. Um, and, you know, you might not have money to spend on a facial, but everybody has money for makeup. <laughs> you definitely at least want to make it look nice. And it's beautiful that you combined your talent and your training and your certification as an esthetician to create a business that naturally flows and allows you to use that background and expertise in the production of your products. Yes. So I would imagine that when you're marketing your products, one of the things that you share is that you're an esthetician and does that help you build the trust factor around the makeup that you sell? It does. Yeah. It makes it a little more, more credible. So um, I was looking at your Instagram which it was like an explosion of color to me. I mean, it was just so many, so many, so many models and people using all these amazing different colors. So tell us a little bit, if you would, about how makeup has changed over the years and how it has become this. I mean, it's just like anything goes. Like I see a model with like black, black lipstick. I mean, you never yeah. would have seen that even three or four years ago, just like on mainstream main street and you see it everywhere now what are some of the some of the things that are popular these days that you're seeing a lot what are the trends in your industry right now yeah and um, definitely bold bold looks people are getting really creative and um, people are looking at more of an art as more of an art form than just makeup mm -hmm. um, and that was kind of part of my intention going into it and um, i realized that my skin needed more of a natural makeup but a lot of the makeup lines, being natural, didn't really 
appeal to me. Um, I was pretty young. I was into the the fun colors and the you know cool looking packaging rather than the more standard natural looking thing. So I do kind of strive to appeal to younger people and appeal to the to the market where it is is bright fun colors. Now, Megan, I also noticed that you recently were awarded your Federal Register trademark. Congratulations. <laughs> and I see that you're really excited about that. What What was yes. that process like? Can you share a little bit about what that process was like for our listeners who might be uh, moving in that direction with their brands? Sure. Um, for me, it, it was difficult. Um, I would say that you should do it when you start out. Um, if you're serious about your company, because it is important. And I waited a while. And because of that, I did have some issues. Um, there was a couple of other companies with similar names. Um, and I had I hired on um, Andrea, who is a, also an indie member. Um, and she really helped me get it taken care of. I came up with some contracts with the other two companies um, because I was using the name longer than them, even though I hadn't filed yet. Um, and so she was able to to get it for me, which was very exciting. And you're talking about Andrea Hentz Evans, right? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. That's so exciting. And so how long did it take you from start to finish from the time you filed to the time you got it? It was right about a year and a half. Well, that's not so bad. And then it included a couple of glitches. So so that's really good. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm so excited to hear that. And you're right. It is important. But I want to encourage people who are listening that if you haven't done it yet, as Megan just said, you know, don't don't not do it. Like even if you feel like you're mm -hmm. a little bit behind the eight ball, definitely do it. So Megan, what is the most successful thing that you do to market your products? So your, your products are sold online only? Mm -hmm. Or are you also selling into stores? <clears throat> Um, I do have a couple smaller wholesale accounts. I'm hoping to get a little bit more. Um, but for the most part, it is retail on my own website. Um, the most successful things that I found is, is Instagram for me because my products are very visual. It's all about the colors. And they want to see it on people, not just you know in a jar. They want to see how you can use it. And so Instagram has been very great for my business. And I see that sometimes you use yourself as a model, which is beautiful. You put the makeup on. And do you also, um, where do you get the other pictures from? Do peep, do your customers give those to you? Or do you, are you the makeup artist? How do you get those images? Um, sometimes customers do, um, do their makeups and pictures, and I post those. But a lot of them, I just find them on Instagram and ask if they're interested in collaborating. Um, I send them the makeup at no charge, and then they do looks for me that I can post on my pages. So it makes it pretty easy. It's totally gorgeous. Now, how do you track whether those translate into sales? Um, it it can be kind of hard to tell. Um, on Inst or I mean, on my Shopify store, I can see if they're coming over from Instagram, um, and that's a pretty good indication that that the looks that that I'm posting on there are working. And there have been a few that have been posted on really, really big pages, and I can always tell when that happens because the eyeshadows that were used in that look kind of skyrocket in sales there. Oh, wow. So people will take will take the images that you share on Instagram, and they'll get shared on pages that have a lot of traffic, and then you can track from Instagram 
to those highly trafficked pages back to your website. Correct. Awesome. That's great. So like what what are the most popular colors in makeup these days? I'm just curious. Does it does it vary by skin type? Does it vary by age? What what sorts of trends are you seeing? Um I generally see that it kind of changes with the season. Like in the winter, fall, winter, people are more interested in like the burgundies, the deep greens, deep blues. And then in the spring, they like the the lighter pinks. And so it does kind of change that way. And what's your biggest seller? Is it is it um, foundation? Is it eyeshadow? Is it is it lips? What, what sells the most? Which product line? Um, the eyeshadows sell the most, I think, because that's probably what I promote the most. Well, it's, I went to your website. There's certainly more of them than anything else, but I guess that's typical because um, you can make so many more colors for a person's eyelids than you can for their face, so you're not going to see yeah, as right. many different colors. So you mentioned that you use a Shopify site, and obviously as makers and handmade entrepreneurs, we have so many options. I mean, it's almost dizzying when you think about yeah. starting a business today and, oh my gosh, which platform do I use? Tell us why you chose Shopify. What do you like about it? And what are your favorite plugins to use at that site? Um, I actually found Shopify through the Indie Business Network Facebook page. Um, a lot of people had been talking about it. Previously, I had been using uh, GoDaddy, and I wasn't very happy with it because at the time, if you wanted information on your page, you had to have one site, and if you wanted to sell products, you had to have a second site. Um, I think they've changed that now, but that was the reason I switched from from GoDaddy. And yeah, I tried out Shopify because of the recommendations there, and I love it. Um, I really don't have any issues. If I ever have trouble, I can call, and they're there to help. Um, I think the most useful plugin I have is the probably the Reviews app. Mm. People like to... That's how I base all of my purchases. I read people's reviews, and so <laughs> I'm sure people do the same. Yes, and the Reviews app, just so people know, is the one where after someone makes a purchase within a certain number of days, you can send an automated message requesting a yes. review and then you can post it automatically to your website or you can deny it as well. But it sort of goes into a queue and then you can either approve it or not and it'll show up on your website. Correct. And the one that I use is Yahoo. I can't remember exactly what it's called. <laughs> Well, we'll have to find it so we can let everyone know. So, so great. Okay. So like when you're selling online, like I know you mentioned Instagram as your, um, like your go-to marketing tool, but what other things do you do to sell online, um, and to drive traffic to your website? Do you, do you blog? Do you have a newsletter? What sorts of things do you incorporate there? Um, I have done a few blogs, um, I need to be doing more. <laughs> that is something I want to work on is doing more blogs. Um, I do have a newsletter that I send out. Um, I try to send out once a month. Um, so that helps. I do some Facebook. Sometimes I do the promoted posts on there. Um, oh, that and then probably I, works. Yeah. Cause, and you find that Facebook yeah. obviously shows your content to more people. Have you done any videos there? Any Facebook live videos on how to use your makeup? I haven't, but I've had some requests for that to do some little tutorials. So I think that is something I'll, I'll be doing in the near future. 
Oh my goodness, I'm so not surprised. It's such an amazing thing to use, especially when you have color. It's like, it's like, you know, some of us like me have businesses, like I could do a Facebook Live of me working and it would be so boring after like two seconds. <laughs> but putting on makeup and seeing how everything mixes together, it's mesmerizing. I watch these videos constantly, so I know that would be a big hit. One of the things I noticed um, at your website is it talks about different sorts of ingredients in mineral makeup that you do not use. Can you tell us a little bit about like how you discovered what those ingredients were and how you decided which ones to use, which ones not to use in your products? Sure. Um, well, I actually noticed them from other makeup companies. Um, they would say like, this product is free of talc or free of business oxychloride. And at the time I didn't, I didn't know what they were or why they felt the need to state that it didn't contain them um, until I started making makeup and researching the different ingredients. Uh, most of them I exclude because they can cause irritation uh, and because of my sensitive skin. Uh, I also want to avoid any ingredients as best I can that are going to cause irritation. That way more people can use them. Um, so the things like gluten, the fragrances, dyes, um, those are all for sensitivity purposes. Um, and then same with the talc and bismuth oxychloride. Those are in a lot of mineral makeups. Um, and people do, people do have um, irritations from them, but they get used because they're cheaper than some other things that could be used. Um, so like, for instance, the bismuth, bismuth oxychloride gives the makeup like a silky smooth texture. Um, and instead, I use a mineral called um, boron nitride, which is very similar. Um, it is more expensive, but it doesn't cause nearly, it doesn't cause irritation like the other can. And that was going to be my next question. Like, like each one of these ingredients, even though they're on your list of don't use, obviously we're in those other products for some reason. And so I was going to ask you, like, how do you replace whatever that ingredient provides? And you just gave a super good example of that. I would imagine it took a lot of time to research that. One of the things I'm noticing is that you, you first started making your mineral makeup around 2008, 2009, and your business started in 2012. Were you doing mm -hmm. research pretty much all that time? Yeah. Um, well, I actually started... Let's see. It was about 2010. In 2008, I was doing other things. And then 2009, when we moved back, is when I kind of found out about the handmade side of it. Um, and yeah, I was kind of just trying out different ingredients and seeing how they work together and the reactions that they have on, on the skin. Now, I noticed that your website says that you are certified cruelty three through leaping bunny. What is that, Megan? Um, they're just an organization um, that certifies um, brands for being cruelty free. And um, there's that, and then there's also um, PETA. And leaping bunny is a little bit different because you actually have to go through a process of submitting your. Um, your vendors, your suppliers, where you get your ingredients from, and then those suppliers have to state that they um, don't test on animals. So not only are you not testing on animals, but the people that you're buying your supplies from, your ingredients from, are also not testing on animals. Um, whereas with with PETA, you, you just have to sign something saying that you, as the business, aren't 
testing on animals. So Living Benny just goes a little step further in making sure that that animals aren't tested on. And that's really important to you, huh? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's so interesting to see um, um, that, you know, the, the time frame that you took to start your business. So you moved out to Denver in 2008, couldn't find a job. I guess when you said you came back, that means you came back to Kansas around 2009. And then yes. you really, really started doing your research. So um, you've got a lot of experience making, but you, you seem so young. I mean, <laughs> I probably don't know if I should say that because I might totally be wrong. But, um, you know, tell me how old you are. And then I'm just wondering, like, how, how, what is it like to be an entrepreneur and to have, you know, this be your full-time gig when there are so many other things that you could be doing? Do you ever think about doing other things or you feel like you're set with Wildly Natural for, for you know, your, as your, your business brand, you know, into the long distance future? Tell us a little bit about what you think along those lines. Sure. Um, well, I'm 28 um, and I actually in high school knew that I wanted to work for myself, wanted to own a business. Um, and so, you know, I love it. It's, it's great. I don't think I could go back to working for <laughs> somebody else. Um, right, so you're 28. That means you started your yeah. business when you were like 22, 23 years old. Mm -hmm. yes. I mean, most people are barely out of college, you know, looking for like, <laughs> do I really have to work now? Um, and yeah. you were like going for it. So, okay, tell us more. Yes. Sure. Um, yeah, I just, I love being able to, to do what I want to do, I guess. Um, you're kind of free to make your own choices and take your business where you, you want to take it. Whereas if you're working for somebody else, you have to do um, business the way they want you to. So I do have plans to, to kind of expand and do some other things. So I don't know if this will be my my full-time thing for the rest of my life, but I love doing it for now. You seem extraordinarily confident. Where does that come from? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you, you can see um, it. I mean, you can tell. And so I, I wanted to just point that out and commend you for it. Um. Like, do you get nervous, like, going in front of people and talking about your makeup? Do you do that in person at all, like, pop-up shops or anything else? Or is it, like, 100% totally online? Um, it is It is mostly online. I do get really nervous talking face-to-face -face with people. Um, I'm I'm not very good at the, the selling side of it. Um, I'd rather just make the products and <laughs> show the people pictures and how to use them rather than tell them face-to-face -face that they should buy it. <laughs> well, and you know, what's funny, though, is that that is selling, especially when it comes to makeup. It's like a three-minute video that shows a woman how to do her makeup for her wedding or a special occasion, um, and how to make sure that there's no bags under your eyes or concealer, I don't know, whatever the products are. I mean, that is a sale. I mean, that's sales right there. And that's what's so awesome about social media is that, um, it's not that we never have to ask for the sale and we never have to say, will you buy this or here's how to buy it. And obviously we have to do that. But so much of that ground is covered 
by in advance of asking for the sale, having the opportunity to warm people up to you. So by the time mm -hmm. you ask for the sale, they're already pulling their credit card out of their wallet if they're your target customer, <laughs> right? Yes. I yeah. know I'm oversimplifying, but that is kind of the, the gap that, that social media kind of bridges for us. I see that, see that you recently launched a, like a triangle type of product. So it's really cute and it's like a triangle shaped package with some eyeshadow in there that I guess that kind of complement each other. Tell us a little bit, Megan, about how you decide to invest the resources to launch a new sort of product like that. Sure. Um, so... Actually, the, so the trio is just a little um, trio of eyeshadows, and I get a lot of questions about um, what eyeshadows should go together. Um, and so that was the reason for that, to kind of put colors together that, that go good together without people having to think and decide about what ones they think should go together. Um, and I actually just launched a, a loose eyeshadow palette um, which I put magnets on the bottom of the eyeshadows and then put them in a metal tin, um, which makes them kind of stick in there, holds them all together. Um, and that, that's been a really good product. I was trying to solve a problem that a lot of people have with loose eyeshadows, um, and that is that they're all separate and it's hard to find them. And so I just put them all together in a tin with a magnet, and people have been really happy with that. Oh, is that the one that's got nine in it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, so but all cute. the eyeshadows now have magnets on it, so you can create your own palette, um, or you can take the magnets and or the eyeshadows with the magnets and stick them on any metal surface. So in my bathroom, I actually have a little metal um, rectangle hanging up on the wall that I just stick them to, so they're just always right there, and I don't have to dig for them. And I would imagine with your esthetician background, Megan, you can answer people's questions not only about what colors go together, but don't some of your customers also have questions about which makeup is going to be best for their skin, you know, like the health of their skin? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that and then different skin tones, um, what colors kind of complement different skin tones and things like that. And you offer samples as well. So if if I'm looking at it online, obviously the color is different online than it is like actually on your skin because that's how mm -hmm. life is on the Internet. So you offer yeah. the ability to buy a tiny amount so people can try it out. Yes. Thank so, you. Megan, what? how do you connect with other makers and indies in the community do you are there like networking groups where you are in kansas do you participate in any of those the chamber of commerce what like what's your day like you know are you making makeup all day or what, what, what do you <laughs> um, like to do i do spend a, i do spend a lot of time making it and <laughs> um, well that's a good thing pictures, right? that's good. posting them online mm -hmm. <laughs> things like that um there is a, I live in a really small town, um, so there's not a lot of networks. Um, there is a chamber of commerce about 30 minutes from where I am, um, and I've I've thought about joining it, but I haven't done that. Um, but I I spend a lot of time on the Indie Business Network, looking at conversations there, so that. That has been a really good tool. <laughs> it is really good, isn't it? I, I love that you're there. So 
um, how amazing is it that you can live in a teeny tiny little town and have a business that meets all your needs? Yeah, I, it's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing, isn't it? And I'm just so excited to be able to share what you're doing with other people, especially our younger people who are coming out of college, and hopefully the economy will continue to improve. But currently, it's still very difficult to get a job after you've spent thousands of dollars and man and woman hours getting a degree. Yeah. Like, so what are your friends who are in your age group or, you know, I guess a little bit younger because you're, you're a few years past the college right now, but are they like, are they thinking like, Megan, can you help me start my own business? You know, I know how to make <laughs> nail polish. I mean, do you see a lot of that in your community, in your age group? Um, I haven't actually had a lot of people. I was kind of worried about, about that. Um, but a lot of people in my age, they did the college thing and they have the, the full-time nine to five job and they, they're happy with that. So <laughs> I'm happy for them. Good. It is happy when you can find a job, any job. Um, yeah. um, even especially if you can find one that you really, really like. So Megan, what have been the biggest challenges that you've encountered running your business and how have you solved them? Um, my biggest challenge was trying to find a balance between spending the time working on products versus time actually selling the products. Um, and just, yeah, that's been the hardest. I just try to, when I'm in the middle of working on products, try to take some time to um, um, to promote them and sell them. <laughs> And how do you have a system for that? Or do you just kind of, does it work for you to just kind of go with what you feel like every day? Or are you like Tuesday is making day and the rest of the days are promotion days? Like, how do you divide that up? Um, I usually have like a little, a weekly agenda of what I'm going to do on each day. Um, just tasks that I want to complete by the end of the day. And that usually works, works pretty well. So what can we expect to see in the way of new colors? Let's get a preview here for like what's coming up for the next season. I know you're back there mixing and thinking about three or four months from now. Give us a little preview of what's going on. Sure. Um, well, I'm actually working on some lip products that will hopefully be coming out soon. Okay, so I have a question um, about this because I looked at your website and I did see a lip balm. I'm, I may not have gone through all the pages, but I think that's what I see. So here's my question. Can you use any of your eyeshadows and like mix them with some sort of like, you know, base toward a product and use it on your lips? Um, you could. Um, I have had people that layer the eyeshadows over over lipsticks, mix them into lip glosses. And they're really they're multi-purpose, so you can do pretty much anything with them. You can use them as as blush. And I have a mixing medium that you can mix with it to turn them into eyeliners. Ah, okay. So some of these products have two or three different uses. Yes. I know my daughter once went into my loose um, loose eyeshadow got my eyeshadow pencil and painted her fingernails with it. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was a little bit on the messy side, but once I cleaned it, 
cleaned off her fingers and wiped most of it off, you could still see the sparkle. It was kind of cute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never would have thought of it. It kind of got all over everything. But, um, but you know, she was little, and that's what they do. But um, it was, certainly <laughs> was a lot of fun for her. Um, but I love that the products are so versatile, and I love that. So with your lip balms, you're, are you going to be making, like, things that match the eyeshadow or are you, are you going to come out with like black I, I look at some of the pictures on your Instagram and elsewhere and I'm like black is the thing it's like so yeah. so popular now are you gonna are you gonna be wild like that's what you know I your I brand name says have, so <laughs> uh -huh. yeah I do plan to come out with some some wild colors okay. so I don't I haven't thought about black but maybe I will well um, why not? I mean, it's wild. So, I mean, yeah. you might as well be wild and natural at the same time. So, Megan, yes. tell us where do we go to buy your products and follow you on Instagram and keep up with you and get a taste of these new lip balms when they come out. Sure. Um, so, the website is wildlynaturalbeauty.com. And then on Instagram, the link is just wildlynatural. Well, thank you so much for meeting with us today and telling us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey, Megan. We will definitely check you out and we'll be waiting for these lip balms. I know I will. Can't have oh, enough great. lip balm, right? A girl cannot have enough lip balm or eyeshadow <laughs> exactly. for that matter. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Well, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Megan Sincock of Wildly Natural in Bennington, Kansas. Let's look at some of the things we can learn from Megan's experience. First, leverage your background and expertise. Megan's story shows what happens when you choose a business that allows you to leverage a former profession to build your entrepreneurial venture. When Megan couldn't find a job in the field she trained for, she switched gears. Today, she remains in the skincare field but in a way that allows her much more flexibility than if she had ever gotten a job as an esthetician. How can you use your previous work or educational background to appeal to your customers and engage their trust? And second, respond to your customers. Megan said that one of her customers' problems was not knowing which eyeshadow colors complemented each other. Megan answered this challenge by creating palettes of colors they can buy together as a set. You never have to guess at what your customers' problems are. They will tell you if you ask them, making it so much easier for you to create new products and services that respond directly to their needs. What are your customers' biggest headaches and how can you help them go away? You can subscribe to Indie Business Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And you can also listen at my website at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash podcast. And if you're listening on iTunes, won't you do me the honor of rating this podcast? It helps me so much to know that you appreciate the amazing people and stories I feature here. This is one of the ways I fulfill my own personal mission to help people maximize their success through small business ownership. As more and more people tune in to Indie Business Podcast, more lives will be changed through entrepreneurship. You can also share episodes from my blog at IndieBusinessNetwork.com to your favorite social media outlets. I will see you on the next episode of the Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love.